We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey guys, Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. Welcome to Group Therapy. It has been a long time since we've had to do one of these. Uh, and... You know, but sometimes if if things are going to go wrong, maybe it's great that everything, everything went wrong at one time with the Mavericks being unable to hit anything from three. And despite a kind of third quarter attempt at a comeback, the referees played just enough of a part to uh, put the kibosh on it, and the Mavericks just ended up getting the crap kicked out of them. Um... I don't know. You know, it's it's like uh, you keep looking at the box score and it's like uh, anybody, Bueller, can we hit a three? It just hilarious. Um, at a certain point, it's impot. Like I am like the maddest person online, and I you just watch some of the misses and they were comical. And and you know it, that it happened to the Knicks again. I mean, four of the eight Mavericks losses in 2022 have come at the hands of uh, the Knicks, the uh, Magic, and the Oklahoma City Thunder which, uh, not great. Anyhow, um, let's start bringing folks up. If you have anything you want to get off your chest and, you know, talk about it, let's do so. Um, we don't have too many requests so far, which just goes to speak to the fact that I think many, many people just want to move on from this game. Um, and let's see, I don't know if I invited anybody, but that, that could be me. Um, Coming up first is Chris. It doesn't mute you anymore, which is, uh, you know, kind of a nice thing. So, Chris, what do you got going tonight, buddy? Hey, Kirk. How's it going? Okay. Josh and I had a real long talk about the game, and then we talked about kind of our own post-mortem of the, the podcast we did with Mark Cuban last night. That was a that was a great uh, interview, by the way. I heard that yesterday, so that's that's awesome that you got to speak with them. I actually met him in person several years ago, 
So that's pretty cool. Thank God I didn't go to this game because, okay, I went to the game last Saturday, like I said, brought my family and Luca didn't play. And I was like, you know what? I was about to have a last minute. I'm going to go to the Knicks thing. And then I'm glad my wife couldn't pick up the kids today because uh, <laughs> I was going to go to that game uh, yeah. tonight. Thank God I did because yeah. just the Knicks. I mean, again, six-game winning streak earlier this season, they snap it. Five-game winning streak were going on, they snap it. Like, what is the deal with the fucking Knicks? Like, ever since that Porzingis trade, we've beaten them one time. Like, why do we keep playing down to them? I'm just – it just baffles me. So, so you know, I think this is a good question. I don't think we play down to them in so much as this is a great example of styles make fights. They have a big lineup. I mean, Mitchell Robinson is so much bigger and longer than Dwight, and it's and it's obvious. And Julius Randle, for as much as I don't like his game, he's sort of you know custom made to play against the Mavericks because he plays bully ball. You know, they they can have Maxi and they can have Dorian play him, but over the long haul, he's just gonna win that matchup. Um, you know. All their guys are just so big. And, yeah, and that's and, the reason why I don't want to play the Jazz. But I think with Randall, I know he had 46 points the previous game, but I swear to God, he just loves playing the Mavericks just because he's from Dallas. Like, it's just like one of those players that's from Dallas and they just love playing us for some reason. And he just, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, he's going against Dwight Powell, the ragdoll. It's like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, but that's my concern about going against the Jazz. Sure. You know, go bear. Um, I'm going to blame Tim Hardaway Jr. on this one, too. Sure, even though he wasn't here. I like that. It's a strong, strong take. He needs to, to go Timmy. home because I think his uh, – I mean, it's 36% from the three-point line. It, if you look at his numbers-wise, and I know he's he's injured, but sure. I feel like he's contagious. The With Bertans and, and Maxi and Reggie, they're all like, what is going on with these guys? Hopefully this slump goes away by the time the playoffs come because we need those guys to be making sure. Them. Well, I mean, you look at the box score, but it's like everyone had a slump. The Mavericks were 6 of 44 from three. Now, many people are quite reasonably going to say, okay, they need to stop shooting the threes. But Bullock's threes were wide open. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was, it was, was like 2K sliders were just cheating him out of baskets. It was. I mean, we literally just witnessed the worst Mavericks. Uh, I think they yeah, even missed three, 38 three-pointers. That's the worst they've ever shot in Mavs <laughs> history. From what the the post game graphic was was showing, I was like, Jesus. But here's some dark timeline, worst case scenario shit that I I concocted. This is what's gonna happen. We're in the fifth seed right now, right, dude? If we slip down to the seventh seed, because the Timberwolves they're on a seven game winning streak right now, and Nuggets, okay, they're up eight right now, but they keep winning. If we get to that seventh seed. And the Clippers are in the eight seed right now. I have this feeling that do you think Kawhi Leonard will come back like two games before no. regular regular? No. Oh, okay. Is he that next is he time? That? We'll, next time we'll see Kawhi is like when we have a new president. I don't think that guy <laughs> is going to play. Like he is never, he has played the minimal amount of basketball that he can and still get paid for years. And there was a story by a guy um, who I don't know if he's, I, let's just put it like this. I, I don't think he's particularly reputable as a news newsbreaker today, but I saw it across my timeline that there's like growing fear that Kawhi Leonard's not going to come back this year. And it's like, well, duh. 
Oh, I just saw a video of him the other night, I guess before a game, I guess he was shooting around. I was just like, man, what if they're just like load managing or just like he's healthy right now, but they're just waiting until like maybe the last week of the season to let him kind of like do a dress rehearsal for the, for the playing tournament or something. I don't know, but that would be a, I don't know, but that, that, I mean, well, that's thanks not going to happen. Putting, but thanks for putting that thought in our head. to play the Clippers, that's the worst case scenario, but we would have home court advantage. We beat them out get that monkey off our back and then play the Grizzlies. If they maintain that second seed, that could be a silver lining in the whole thing, but that's, I'm overreacting for one loss against the Knicks. I mean, I just, I mean, the Rockets beat the Lakers tonight, which is kind of funny, uh, but we played them Friday. So let's uh, uh, hope they don't play down the competition again. They need to shake this one off, flush it down the toilet and rack up another winning streak here. So we need to get that home court advantage. So. Mm. Well, thank you, Chris. You got anything else? Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Man. All right. We'll talk soon. Yeah, Chris Chris is usually the happy one, and he's like, here's some darkest timeline. What if we play Kawhi Leonard? Like, geez. <laughs> All right. Logan, welcome to the show. What's going on? How's it going? Rough mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Could be better. Could be worse. Um, I'm going to vent a little bit, but it's not as, like, negative about the Mavs. Sure. It was disappointing. Um, but like the Pelicans beat the Jazz by 30 points the other day. It's this is basketball. And uh I don't know, just people like first of all, it's like so hard for people to wrap their minds around the fact that we're small. Yeah. Um, like I just don't know. I don't think I've seen like, you know, why didn't we get Boogie Cousins and I'm just like even next year, we're going to try to have an improved version of Dwight or Maxie. It's not going to be some lumbering. Like, I just think it's kind of people are having a hard time wrapping their head around. I think what like the overall strategy is and like sometimes it's not going to work. But Gobert had 12 and 13 and you blitz them on offense. I mean, it's what the Clippers did. And I don't know if we're going to be able to pull it off. It's just like, I guess I shouldn't come on here and vent about Mavs Twitter, but also like. Dorian Finney-Smith was cold for a month, and then he sucked, and then now he's great. And it's just like, honestly, I blame the front office more because these role players have to be good to win. Like, Jay Crowder can miss nine three-pointers, and the Suns can still win. And so, I don't know. I mean, I guess we've done plenty of venting about the front office before, but it's just kind of frustrating to me that these role players, like, everything kind of hangs in the balance of, like, their performances – and it's like Reggie Bullock was guarding Steph Curry and he did great. And I'm not just going to like burn him to the ground for an O of 10. I mean, it sucks and he doesn't yeah. get better, but in general, it's just kind of like, um, I think people, I think some people too, just like, this is what we've had this whole time. It should be good enough. And I, you know, I'm not trying to say like, try to be this hoops nerd who knows better, but it's just kind of exhausting. It's an exhausting like cycle of the Mavs role players not being good enough. And then, it's like not really even on them to me anymore. I guess is the best way I can I can put it. Like, well, that's kind of why you know Josh on our post game pod said he was surprised that I wasn't madder about this. And you go through the box score and like, did anybody play good? Like, I'm just looking through this and I guess Dorian had a pretty good game. Luca ended up with fine numbers, but he really just exploded in the third quarter. Right. Um. It, it was. This was if if you're gonna shit the bed, why not do it in just glorious fashion? All together, yeah. <laughs> Get it out of the way. So I mean, it, it's like crazy. The Mavericks had like a grand total. I think uh, I, I just clicked away from the box score. The Mavericks had a grand total of 11 assists 
They took 86 shots yeah, and that's had not, 11 assists. <laughs> that's not even like what has been doing well for us, you know, yeah. or like we have been passing the ball. Um, and like, I mean, JB and Dinwiddie are good players. It's just like they didn't do that well either. And if Luca had like true co-stars around him, you could weather random slumps from your sixth man, or like Reggie Bullock, wherever he'd be in the pecking order. And I mean, like I said, this is stuff people have talked about over and over, but in general, like, I think there is still some like proof of concept for playing small ball and for the way we're playing, at least with this roster. Like, I feel like we've done well post KP trade with some of these things that we're doing. And then as soon as we lose, it's just like, you know, it's just the worst thing ever. And I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to bring some, some like, um, which you guys, like you said, you weren't too upset about it. And it's just like trying to have some kind of like, balanced idea about what you're watching so you don't lose your mind but but I think especially like when it comes to going small or being smaller I think the center we go for will probably be athletic and be able to switch and people are, might be a little let down when it's not 280 pound guys but I just I think that they need to realize that's kind of what kid wants like that's kind of the plan um sure as far sure. as I can see but I mean, athletic, switchable guys that can cover area and really getting Luca a true role man. Not to say Dwight's not. It's just he's different than when he was before his Achilles. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the, that's not even a criticism. I mean, he would cop to that. So it's, you know, the guy that, and I don't know if this is possible, but like this is the archetype of like, can the Mavericks get a John Collins? I have no idea. But that's that's kind of been the thing that exists for a while where it's like, yeah. okay, can he play some deep? And and honestly, I don't know. I will just say that, like, this is what the challenge of team building comes with. And this is where, you know, you look at the roster and it's like, oh, okay, great. Like, this this felt like, a, 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 you know, an alternate, preferably an alternate timeline where the Mavericks get whooped in the first round again. That kind of loss. But I don't know. I mean, it's just it, things happen. I need certain guys to break out of their slumps. Like we need to get our, our man Maxi. He has been awful. Basketball exorcism. We have to get him a basketball exorcism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like they need to do like the thing in Ted Lasso where they all go burn stuff in a trash can in the middle of the American Airlines Center. Like it's just. Well, I uh... think for in basketball in general, and this is what's wrong with the Lakers, is that. They either have Kent Bazemore out there or they have Malik Monk out there. And you have to have the two-way guys. And, like, Maxi, it's kind of – he is, like, so important to us. And that is not good that he is that important because of his defense. And it's – I think that that's kind of part of the problem is that we have these guys – like, I said Reggie Bullock was overburdened. And someone was like, well, all he has to do is spot up, shoot, and play defense. And I'm like, no, he's overburdened because we need 13 points from him to win. Yes. Like, that's It's not an – that he's trying to do too much with his role. It's just that, like I said, the Jay Crowder thing was the best example I come up come up with. It's like, <laughs> if Jay Crowder is cold, it does not mean the Suns lose. But yep. if, if we have a cold starter, we're, you know, so. No, I agree with that, Larry. Thanks so much. You got anything else? Uh, no problem. Thank you. Good talking to you. All right. You too, buddy. All right. Coming up next, Tyler. Hey, guy. What's going on? What's going on, man? Oh, you know, doing a little multitasking, getting some uh, Mavs Moneyball content posted on the internet uh, while talking to you guys. So what's going on? Well, congrats on the uh, the Cuba interview. That was good stuff. Did you like it? Okay, good. I, I, I did. Gotten, that was good stuff. 
I've gotten mixed reviews. You, anyone that has has uh, uh, ventured onto the the wonderful website known as Mavs Reddit, uh, there were you know just a, like someone at, at Reddit calling me a keyboard warrior is one of the funniest fucking things <laughs> I've ever read. It's like you know Blargmaster twenty four. That Kirk Henderson is a keyboard warrior, and I'm like okay. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I know you caught some heat for not holding his feet to the fire like you know, so mean, much, but it's a tough balance. Maybe I can do it again in the future. I don't know. I, I just I didn't want to come out gunning, and I was coming for my kid's birthday party literally minutes before my wife was going to kill me. I was off kilter, and he answers questions really well because I pressed him really hard on the why he talks so much. And his answers were so combination good and then both filibustery because he's just like, well, I love basketball. And it's like, well, fuck, how can I be mean to a guy that just loves basketball? Oh, right. well. Yeah. Oh, hey, well. you know, it was good stuff. We appreciate Thank you. Doing it. Okay, so on the game tonight, let's see here. Um, I did notice with like two and a half minutes left, Dirk wasn't over there with Cuba anymore, so I guess <laughs> – it was so Bye. bad. He left early. <laughs> Bye, guys. We had fun. That's great. Um, I thought that the, this bothered me like it did earlier in the season. He left the starters in too long, and it led to Luca getting attacked, which really kind of pissed me off. Mm. He just shouldn't have been in the game. That That's no. an unforced error. I agree with that, but I do. I also think he leaves Luca in these situations to kind of get the – not as punishment. That's not the right word. But like, he definitely leaves Luca in to uh, to to kind of simmer in the loss in a frustrating way. Yeah, I, I agree. And then I know y'all talked on Reggie and Maxi a little bit, but I mean, I just don't think. I know we always talk about how Maxi is so important to the team's success, but is he really? He's played so badly in the last two playoff series, and then this kind of half of the season that. And we've still taken the Clippers to seven once, and then we went on a nice win streak here. Like, is he really as important as he we think he is? Because he's been playing like buns, as Biz would say, and uh, we've still been winning games. <sighs> I have a tough time with this one because I understand the big picture contributions. It's just when he goes through these slumps, it's so painful. Um. I think that I'm going to feel really bad if they make it to the playoffs and he's the one who dies again. Like it's, it's just not, I don't know. It's such a complicated thing for me because it's not his fault. They asked this much of him. And what, what I do find frustrating is like they, they have to find a way to get him to shoot the, his, his game is so based in confidence. And when he's confident, he's really fun. And when he's not confident, it's, it's just uncomfortable to watch, you know? Yeah, it was just like, I don't even want him playing if he's not going to pull the trigger on those shots. Like, yes. just go sit on the bench, man. And yeah. I don't know if he needs, like, I know they had him out with ankle soreness, and whether that's real or not is one thing, but. Like, I think man, it is. Maybe he should take a week or two off and just, you know, rest the ankle and then also just, man, figure out the mental side of things. I know that, yeah. you know, it's a long season and stuff, like. Man, because eventually we're going to need him to make a shot. And yep. if he's not able to pull the trigger on it, then what's the point of him playing? I agree. I agree, man. And then one last thing. I have kind of a hot take here. Uh, I think that Bertans is basically a higher-paid Nico Melli. 
fancy. I mean, like, everybody understands this is why the Wizards wanted to get off of his contract. Exactly. Right? People warned us about him, and I don't think he's made a shot since the Miami game. I'm sure that's I mean, wrong, but I don't think I've physically seen him make a shot since before the All-Star break. I like the usage of him, though, in the sense of they give him, like, 10 to 12 minutes, and if the shot's going great, if they don't, then he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way you can use him because if he doesn't make a shot, then literally, he, yeah, he's useless. So, I don't know. It's kind of funny watching him. I, I, I get a kick out of it because he, he does play hard. He's just not been very effective. It's, it's definitely interesting for sure. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? No, man, that's it. Hopefully uh, we don't have to play the Knicks anytime soon. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you soon. Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. We got Victor. I invited two people up at once. My bad. Victor, you first. What's going on? Uh, hey, Kurt. Um, this. I don't. I, look, man. I, I was born and bred in Brooklyn, but for some reason I hate the Knicks. Um I, why have we been playing like trash against them all year? I don't understand. Man. I mean, they've not beaten one. I'm sorry. Can you speak up a little bit? But the Mavericks apparently are like the Knicks just beat the crap out of the Mavericks. It, it, Every, it, for like the last six, seven games, it feels like, man. I mean, Luca's literally 0, 0, 0 and 4 against them in Dallas. <laughs> I, I, I've been feeling so good about this team for so long and I and I was I was ready for a, a loss but not a 30 point loss to the Knicks. What was the margin of what was the margin of victory the last time they played cuz when they played in January they beat the pants off the Mavericks and I have to go look at this one. 30 point loss and one and then this is really good audio. Sorry everyone. Um, and then when they played in January, it was a – oh, it was more than a – can I do math? It was a 23 – yeah, 23-point loss in January. So an average loss margin of 27-ish po- points. Like, what, what is this? I mean, we're – What? I don't understand. It's meant to punish you specifically, like, <laughs> because you have to deal with Knicks fans I don't understand this whatsoever. We have been playing like such good defense, like, and it's like it's almost by design because we missed our first eighteen three point shots. Yep. By looking at this, and it's almost like we we just could not stop trying to make one until we made one. Almost. It's incredible. It was incredibly painful to watch. No, I feel you. You got anything else for us? I don't know, man. I I, I understand it was the, the end of a homestand. Hopefully, because I know the, the, the road schedule is going to be brutal these next. Oh months. yeah, we're gonna have to deal with the Celtics and the and the. I mean, the Nets are not terrible. You know, I guess if Kyrie plays, I don't know if he can play yet. No, Any? it's it's, it's going to be a road game, so he's not going to play. Which okay. Okay. So it's good to know. We'll be able to at least go, maybe you know, do a two and two for this next couple games. Sure. Yeah, I, I would have liked to get started, not blowing, getting blown out by the goddamn Knickerbockers. 
<laughs> Thank you, Victor. We'll talk soon. I hope you come back. Man, I appreciate you. Of course. Uh, Jacob, sorry. Thanks for waiting. What's going on? Hit that un- uh, Not much going on. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I saw you uh, put in the chat, anybody want to come up? So I'm not going to say I you know, took this invite out of pity. but uh, hey, kind of did, you know. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. No, yeah, of course. Uh, I ain't going to lie. I'd be interested to hear someone else, uh, you know, turn the game off early, but I turned it off in the second quarter. It's just (laughs) one of those starts where I was like, man, just the vibes aren't good right now. They're not immaculate. It's it's been a rough 24 hours, uh, past 24 hours for me. I I, I don't know how many other people are Stars fans, but they uh, shit the bed last night too, and it's just not, it's just not good right now. It's really, really not. Um, sometimes things just go sideways all at once, and, like, this is not the place for it. But a late-breaking Jerry Jones-based news story broke <laughs> in Dallas, yeah. too, that is just going to – I don't even want to talk about it, but it is going to yeah. consume the airways. It is, like, the third rail of of sports, uh, of, of topics in Dallas. And I'm going to be really curious just as a media consumer to see who covers it. So, like, the Mavericks getting bushwhacked, it's like no one's going to care. Mm-hmm. And plus, reason, I think they're fine. Yeah, I think so, too, in, you know, big picture. I mean, it may seem like every other team up and, up and down from us are, you know, win when we lose. But oh, what, are the Nuggets winning? Uh, The Nuggets, let me see here. I just pulled up the – no, the the Nuggets are up by four, but there's three minutes left. So, And then the the Wizards are barely beating the Clippers, which is something. So, uh, hey, you know what? I mean, there's two teams that lost tonight that I take great joy in their losing. One, the Hawks, LOL. Two, the Lakers. Extreme laugh-out-loud trash can Lakers. Ugh. The the worst team in the West, no less. I don't know if any of you guys listen to the Hoop Collective podcast. I like Brian Windhorst. I like those podcasts, but they did a whole episode on LeBron James being one of the greatest scorers of all time. And I'm like, fuckers, there is great basketball being played every night, and we're talking about this. What are we doing? I don't know. Oh, I think I, ultimately, I think t- uh, tonight just uh, is one of those. It goes back to one of those things where you know some teams just have your numbers, have your number, and for some reason the Knicks are the that team right now. Sure. Uh, even I mean, the Suns still have our number, but even that's a before, good. That's like a good. What they if, are if, now, yeah. if if I get bored one day and want to not do work and hold a green room, we should talk about like which teams the Mavericks just can't beat because those are the top two on my mind. But there are more. It was it was the Hawks. The Hawks were definitely one of them. It just seemed like we couldn't beat them. I remember one time we uh well when DeAndre Jordan was still here, we went up on them like twenty five in the first half, lost that game. I think I remember that game. I might have been at Disney World because I remember being really mad at Disney World, which is not a place <laughs> not a place to be mad at. Oh, good stuff, man. Well, thank you for taking uh, time out of your evening to, to listen to us and to come up and talk. Yeah, of course. All right. We'll talk soon. All right, for sure. All right. My man, Brett. How are we Hey Kirk, I, I was gonna say I was honestly not gonna come up until you you know ask for for more uh, speaker requests because I was gonna, I, I kind of agree with you in that I'm not like that mad about the loss and well like partly because it felt like you know as you said everything went wrong like it's 
it's easier to be mad when you can be mad at like a specific player or like you know a a, a play in the game or like a like one aspect of the game. But when like everything kind of falls apart, it's like you kind of like have to have to throw up your hands. Oh yeah, and that's that's you know and. When I got when Josh and I were talking, um, when Josh and I were talking about uh, the post game, it's like there's little things you can kind of nitpick. Like I think Brunson will bounce back. I made a joke during the game where it's like this is the you know the Jalen Brunson uh, showcase game since a lot of people seem to think we're going to do like a sign and trade with the Knicks. And I don't know why, but that's what people tell me in DMs and things like that. I I, I don't get it, but it's. He just when when he's not falling, he's just enough of a of a um he's just enough of a X factor for the Mavericks where it's just like he he's kind of the bellwether because if he's playing badly, then the Mavericks are just not in it. You know, eight points, twelve shots, zero assists, but there were no assists as we talked about earlier tonight. And just you know, I, I'm glad he took five threes. I'll tell you that much. And it's like there's little things like that that you can nitpick and then take away, but big picture, I just think we kind of you know leave it as it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the frustration with, you know, like like Maxi or Brunson where if they have missed some threes, like then they stop shooting, like that's frustrating. So that's like, like always the good thing about like Bullock because like he won't, like he don't, like even when he's like over seven or whatever, he's still going to shoot. He's still shot. And, like, yeah. You have to. Like, like you can't, like, I don't know. I, many times when I come up here, I say that I, you know, that the, that the Mavs have basically like assembled like the 2018 or whatever, like Rockets, um, just with like marginally worth, worse players around the star. But, <laughs> but like, I mean, this is that was it, it looked like that one game where the Rockets like like missed 27 straight straight threes. Like that was I mean like like because 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 I didn't watching like there were obviously like the energy wasn't where it needs to be. In the, in like the first half, and but like I did not feel like like and this is just like me you know watching it like I did not feel like they got outplayed in the sense that like and like like sometimes you watch a team you know get out like really like badly outplayed it mostly just a lot of it felt like a lot of stuff wasn't going in like stuff at the rim and open shots like good shots that the offense generated just didn't go in. And so like that bit of it was like frustrating, but also like as a coach, that's when it's harder. Like, I feel like if you're a coach, it's easier if your players like suck and like are actively doing things wrong. Like on the, like, like if you're running the offense poorly, you as a coach can say like, you need to do this, this, this different, but you you can't – it's harder to do that when you're like, you know, just go out there and make more shots. Sure. And they were just missing open looks. And I don't know. I had a couple of friends I was talking with were like, oh, it feels like this is November again where they're just missing open looks. And the, I don't know. They were getting like all the way in. Lucas kicking out. And things just didn't go down. It is well, – Yeah, I was, I was like – the looks were much more open than the ones in November, yes. December. Like those games, they, they, I mean, obviously they got the occasional open three that was missed, but like that was more of the sense of like you remembered the open ones and didn't remember like a lot of bad shots that also didn't right. go in. Um, yeah, I, I do think that if you know one were to like look back at the tape of this game, and I also assume the other game, like I don't remember much of the previous Knicks game, but 
I assume it's this like similar defensive scheme, but the Knicks really defended like the 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 pick and roll really well, mm-hmm. and like, lots of the screening action really well, like to where I was watching, and and like there were lots of times where they didn't really get anything out of it, like like they didn't get re- the the Mavs didn't really generate an advantage out of like any of those screens or or picks that were set where they would like effectively like tag the roller, prevent really anything out of the short roll, and then really quickly recover to the corners. And then so that so then like you're basically left forced to like Luca or Dinwiddie or Brunson like kind of just doing like the you know the ISO thing. Um we're, we're like so you were taking out like a lot of the ball movement, like which as you said, you know, not a lot of assists. Like they didn't really like switch sides of the floor with the ball that much. Yeah. Yeah. I, they were kind of getting the high screen and roll stuff was particularly interesting where they would almost send a guy at Luca with like eight seconds left in the shot clock. And you know, some, if it was maxi, they just didn't care. Like they left maxi alone. Yeah. And like, that's the sort of stuff that starts to worry well, you. It, it, it's, I mean, I don't know who, like it is to some extent, not in, exactly in scheme because they don't run the same defensive scheme as the Jazz, right. but like that's what. Right. No, you're right. Sorry, I was yawning. Yeah, like like it's not the same scheme, but their willingness to basically say like, like we're gonna make Maxi make you know ten threes to beat us. Like that is what will happen against probably any team in the playoffs. Right. Like that. Their games. Like that is the choice that that teams will make because like Luca is a, like that talented player that you he will get doubled every single time in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, and so either, and so, I mean, I like, and so, and so either he's going to, you know, have to, you know, score 40 points against doubles, which he does, but you know, then like, like you can survive a player having a bad game, you know, but, but, but as someone earlier said, you know, you, to be a good team, you can't, you can't rely on like, multiple role players playing well every night. Sure. Sure. I mean, they've gotten away with it for a few games, but I feel like a loss, you know, you come back 19 points against Warriors, you come back 19 points against um, the Kings, like a loss like this kind of it, it looking back sort of feels written in the stars, so to speak, just because they, they nearly got killed by this much. Yeah. I mean, in the last I mean, since the All-Star break, they haven't been – I mean, they've been winning. They haven't been playing that well. Like, they've been getting wins. Right. Like, and, like through pretty impressive efforts, but they haven't been playing like they did in, you know, early February where they were just kind of like running teams off the court. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. But the, oh, the last thing, also, um, in an homage to uh, – I'm forgetting his name, but – but the, the gentleman from New York who uh, who comes on here free, frequently. Xavier? Um, I need to n- – no, not Xavier. No, the, he has an accent. I'm not sure. Oh, oh he, Akiva. Akiva, yeah. Akiva. Yeah. But, no, but, but I need to say that this is a game in which they should have played Boban for a few minutes in the first half when the offense was really, really bad. Like this is the kind of game in which you, you – like the kids sticking to like the specific rotations like – was really bad. Like I get, you know, teams don't really change up that much in, in the regular season um, in terms of like for matchups or for other reasons, but like when like nothing goes right, that's when you have to do something like that. Um, yes. And so, and so 
And especially considering, A, that, like, they have the issue where, like, they're getting hurt on the inside with size, and, B, they can't score. Obviously, Boban's never the solution for a long amount of time, but he's on the roster, and you might as well do it. Like, when you're down, like, 25 points in the first quarter, like, it it cannot get worse. Um, so that was frustrating. And also, I mean, like, I get, the, like, the Luca playing, you know, in the fourth effort to blow out is frustrating. Maxi played, like, the last seven minutes of the game. That was insane. <laughs> like, 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 I, like I've said many times, like, Maxi should never play more than, like, 20 to 25 minutes. Like, what the hell? Like, I just was, like... They put him in with the uh, bench-clearing folks. Yeah. And, like, he is technically off the bench, but he is, like... Like, like, I just was like, we're just gonna, you know, get get some more, get some more miles on those knees. Well, I also thought it's like, like you put him in where it's like, okay, take some shots and maybe see something go down and carry no. over into the next game, and he just won't shoot the ball. Yeah, they just like gave Bertans the, you know, 16 shots that he broke. <laughs> Bertans being a negative 21 in 13 minutes is yeah. amazing. Yeah, the the bench stand at the end of the at the beginning of the second quarter was just so bad. Which that was like the first. I mean, like that normally used to happen, but that's the first time that's happened in like yeah, a month. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Well, thanks, Brett. Appreciate you coming up. Okay, thanks. Yep. All right. Uh, we have the number one Davis in Dallas, Mister uh, Davis Volo. How are we doing? Or is it Davis? Like it's whatever you want it to be, Kirk. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Uh, but yeah, I mean. I'm good. How are you? Well, we're getting it through. You're gonna you're gonna close us out tonight. So tell us what you got. Well, um, hopefully I perform better than than Bertans does. Um, and he's had a he's had a rough week. Um, I think unlike Dinwiddie, who is turning out to be the, you know, kind of on the upper side of of what we were hoping for. Um, Davis has basically been what he was you know, for the Wizards, which is disappointing considering the amount of spacing Luka provides and the opportunities he gives uh, to players. Um, but maybe he's just having a, a down a down week and he'll, he'll pop back up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, don't, I wouldn't take away too much from this game other than I think it's just our interior defense is non-existent and that I think we skated by somehow since the KP trade without it. Um, like our defense hasn't been horrible, mostly because we've defended well on the perimeter. But man, any time a player can get inside, I, you know they're they're scoring just because Powell T Rex arms can't really contest you know shots at the rim, um, which is which is really worrying when you when you when we think about playing a team like Utah, which I think is probably the team that's that the Mavs are gonna end up playing. Um, I was hoping it'd be Memphis, but it'd probably be Utah. Um, and having Donovan Mitchell just, you know, get inside on you as well as Gobert um, you know, rebounding inside it is gonna be a Bad matchup, I think, for the Mavs. I, I, I agree with you that they're not the team I want to see in the playoffs. Yeah, and you know, you look at something like tonight with the Mavericks losing, and I believe in those past several minutes, who else won? I can't see box scores. Oh yeah, Denver beat Sacramento, so now it's official. And in the standings, the Mavericks are 
a half game ahead of Denver and they just have, you know, the Mavericks can't slip at all if they want to stay in the five seed. Um, and then they need to Utah to lose. Like there's just, I mean, between um, jazz are, are 11 and a half games back from the suns. Uh, the Mavericks are 13 and the nuggets are 13 and a half. Like that four, five, six is, I think it could shuffle around a lot in, in the next, think so i mean i feel like it's the mavericks and we'll never get the worst matchup possible um you know i'm just thinking about back to last year where i was praying we don't get the Clippers. right and then they they literally play the worst possible game to to basically um throw, throw that game against like the seed um that was probably the worst game since the mavericks uh dude who scored like 40 points and uh in the last uh, in the last game of the year, um, I forgot his name, but uh, he, he doesn't play in the league anymore. So I, inevitably, I, I'm a cynical Mavs fan, so I, I expect that that we'll get the worst possible matchup in <laughs> Warriors or Utah, uh, similar to Clippers last year. Um, but again, they're not the Clippers so that spread. But again, we don't have interior defense, which does does scare me. But uh, but we'll hope for the best. And uh, thanks for having me on. Sure thing. Sure thing. All right, guys. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. This is going to be fine. We had a nice, uh, nice weird week of Mavs content. I've been sitting on that, that the Cuban thing was going to happen for like, oh, like a week and a half. So I'm glad that's done. Um, appreciate everybody who listened and offered feedback. Um, head over to Mavs Moneyball tonight, tomorrow morning. We got a couple of articles. Uh, we, we, you know, it's we're, something like this getting posted after a loss is funny, but our guy, uh, David Trink, uh, wrote a column that I'm really looking forward to posting about how the Mavericks kind of got their groove back. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how things shake out the next several days. You know, the, the ESPN published a nice piece kind of about like ranking, you know, like point guards and like Luca you know, kind of blue jaw off the map, which was nice to see from an expert point of view because I thought the uh, chatter was getting a little loud. I am kind of curious why everybody thinks that, uh, why everybody thinks that Lucas should be in the MVP conversation. Like, I know, like, I love the guy too, but like the, like the 2021 portion of the season actually matters. Like, let me just read you what, what Nikola Jokic has done the last three games, 46, 12 and 11 on 73% shooting. 32, 15, and 13 on 71% shooting. 38, 18, and 7 on 63% shooting. He is very good and is the probable MVP, I think, by quite the margin. So um, I'm more interested whether Luke is going to be first team or second team all NBA. But that's just me. Okay, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to listen and participate in our show. We will be back Friday night. Uh, I don't even know who the Mavericks play next. I'm really good at this thing. Uh, but they play somebody, and we will uh, talk about the game, whether they win or lose. Everybody have a great Thursday and Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. 
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.